This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Honey Lancaster James, a psychologist, and we're here to discuss why one in three Brits want to be their own boss and why 2023 will see the nation seek out career freedom and flexibility. Thank you for joining us, Honey. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. You're most welcome. So January seems to be the month when many seek out either divorce solicitors or employees consider a role change. (laughs) (laughs) It is ironic, isn't it? But why do you think that is? Well, I think January is a time when uh, many people have uh, sort of, maybe they're reflecting on aspects of their lifestyle that they want to change. Maybe they are looking back over the past year and and thinking, actually, there were things that I, I would like different this year. And when you start that new year, you can have that sense of motivation, a kind of a, a fresh start, a, a clean slate. Maybe this is the year I want to make a change that I've had in the back of my mind for a while. And I don't want to go another year and get to the end of the year without having done it. So I think there are a number of reasons why kind of psychologically it's a good time of year to make a change, mainly because we reflect on the past, but we feel motivated towards our future. Can you see any workplace trends, maybe that followed on from 2022, that we're starting to see form in 2023? So, new piece of research that has been done by AA Driving School. So they uh, support people who want to set up their own business as a driving instructor. And they did this massive survey looking at what people want from their jobs and and what the the nation are considering. Uh, And it was quite interesting. So one of the things they found was that nearly half of us all in, in Britain are considering a career change in order to get a better work-life balance. That was sort of 43% said it was about work-life balance for them. And about 47% said it was about achieving better pay. So I think in terms of sort of workplace trends, what we're seeing is that people are wanting, I think because of the cost of living crisis, they're wanting to perhaps make a career change because they see a better opportunity financially, but they're also keen to get their work-life balance in order. And I think after the last few years, we've been through such a period of stress. A lot of people are experienced kind of burnout. They they feel maybe during the pandemic, if, if they were fortunate enough to be able to stay in work, they perhaps threw themselves into their work all the time and it felt like they never got away from it. They were locked in at home. We're now seeing trends that's become known as the great resignation or quiet quitting where lots of people are just going, I can't do this anymore. I want to change. I, I'm sick of working from home or I'm sick of doing what I was doing. I want, I want to shift things up a bit. And, and I, and I think it's partly entwined with the amount of stress we've been under in other ways in our life as well, that it makes you just think, actually, Life is too short. I want to be living a life that that isn't just all sort of drudgery and stress. I want to take control. And often one of the things we do when we're in that frame of mind is we think about our working lives. How am I making my living? What am I doing on a day-to-day basis? And could it be more fulfilling and less stressful and, and something that I perhaps enjoy more? You see, there are a number of factors. And one of the things that I noticed that the cost of living crisis is being talked about everywhere. Mm. Has this dampened people's career goals? There's a reality to the cost of living crisis that obviously it will affect 
different people differently. For those for whom this finances are a real concern at the moment, which is a large number of people in this country, I think there is a reality to the fact that people are worried about, are they making enough? Are they able to cut back costs? Are they able to reduce expenditure? Sometimes that might be simple things like, for example, working from home can be slightly more cost effective for those who have to travel far for work. There can be that kind of consideration. There can also be the concern around job stability, perhaps if you work for a business, worrying about how stable the business is. Should I have some other strings to my bow, something else up my sleeve? Am I in a secure role? Those are all concerns for people at the moment. And I think as soon as finances do become first and foremost in your mind, of course, it also makes people think, is there a way I could maybe make extra income on the side, maybe start something additional to what I'm doing? I think a lot of families and people are thinking like that as well. Because the AA survey that you referred to earlier in our conversation indicated that 28% of people want to become their own boss to achieve greater freedom. Mm. We're podcast radio business. At the same time, we know that like the Spider-Man movies, with great power comes great responsibility. That's right. Yeah. How many people do you think are going to be cut out for the grind of running their own business? It's interesting because I also have a personal view on this as well, because I, I run my own business and, uh, uh, you know, I set up a company um, myself around five years ago. And there is a learning curve as a small business uh, owner, as somebody works for yourself. Um, they're, like anything in life, I think there are pros and cons. Uh, on the one hand, it's great to think, you know, I'm my own boss. Uh, I don't have to sort of you know, do what someone else tells me to do to some extent, other than perhaps the HMRC and, you know, other people <laughs> like that. Uh, but, but, you know, we all, we all, we're never completely free in our working lives. We always have to do things. But I think there is also an element of reality around the challenges that can come with that, especially if you go it alone completely. There are great challenges. I always think it's a lot easier if you can work with the support of a wider organization or, you know, something like the AA Driving School, for example if you want to become a driving instructor, what a great resource to have their support, their insight, their help with getting uh, custom as well for your business and things like that. Whereas obviously it can be different if you go it alone completely and particularly if you're going into something niche. But I think you're right. And, and I don't think we should have rose tinted glasses about it. It isn't a fairy tale. There's hard work involved. And we know that because we know lots of new businesses fail in the early years. So we, we wouldn't be seeing that if it was easy, if anyone could do it. And I think there are lots of people as well who who say, actually, it's not for me. I don't want that responsibility. Or actually, maybe they try it for a while and they go back to something else. Or maybe they want to run a small business, but they want to keep it small. So there's a lot of different factors that you have to take into consideration. And of course, a lot of your listeners will be people who, who think, I do want to work for myself. I do want to run my own business. I do want that autonomy and flexibility. But I think it's important to be mindful of the challenges that can come from that. Because when you are prepared for those challenges and you've thought about them and you've thought, how am I going to overcome that? Where am I going to get support? Where am I going to get resources to support me and my business? That's when you are maximizing your chance of success rather than going into it naively thinking this is going to be, you know, 
brilliant every day. It's not. There's there's hard parts to to any part of your job, whether that's running your own business or working for someone else. As a psychologist and somebody who has been involved in business psychology, mm. can you to mind think of what career paths maybe Brits can choose that would give them freedom, um, as much freedom as a business can give you and flexibility in order to, to, as you said, have that work-life balance, maybe choose how much money you earn or escalate or grow your business in that way. What career paths would you think of that would be able to give you that? I think it depends who you are, what your life circumstances are, where you are in the country as well. Because what I would say is it's about finding a good fit. It's like, I always think of the analogy of having a lock and a key. You know, you can't have a master key that just opens every lock in the world. You need a good fit. And it's the same with running your own business, I think. And that means it needs to be a good fit for your skill set, your personality, your character, what comes naturally to you? Uh, what do you enjoy doing? So for example, you know, one example, if you're an extroverted person, you are likely to be energized by the company of others. You are likely to feel stimulated by conversation with other people. Therefore, the kind of business that's going to suit you is one where you are coming into contact with others, be them clients or customers or colleagues or whatever, not necessarily a quiet sort of work from home, work online, that kind of job wouldn't suit you. So in that case, perhaps driving instructor is a good job for you. If you're an introverted person, and you actually feel drained by the company of other people, then of course, it's a better fit for you to, to perhaps do, I don't know, maybe digital content creation or something that you can do from home. And I suppose that's what I'm trying to say, that really there is no one perfect path. There's no job in this life or no business really that's get rich quick solution either. Anyone who tells you that there is and anyone who sort of tries to sell you some course for a quick, you know, get rich quick solution, I always think, hmm, the reality is there's nothing like that. It's hard work. It's dedication. It's it's know-how. It's skill set. And, and it's what works for you. And I think the other thing we have to be mindful of as well is that we can get caught up in thinking that success in business is all about making money and, you know, making a lot of income. But for me, success in business is, is, you know, there are so many other riches to life. Not waking up in the morning with a sense of dread because you're going to a job that you hate. Well, you know, if you can achieve that, you've, you've got a level of success. If you can wake up in the morning and think, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite happy to go to work today. Actually, I'm looking forward to an element of my working life today, or I'm, I enjoy it. Or at the end of the day, you go, that was interesting, or that was, uh, it might have been tiring. It might have been hard work, but actually I enjoyed it or I had a sense of purpose or it gave me a chance to use my skills. There's a lots, lots in that that can lead to you feeling like you're leading a successful life, even if the finances aren't as big as someone else. And I think that's something to bear in mind as well, that to feel successful in business is to feel energized by what you're doing, motivated by what you're doing and fulfilled and, and interested in what you're doing and purposeful. And that comes from really understanding what your skills are, what your character is and what would suit you as much as anything else. 
And I think that's actually a very valid point. I think a lot of people do get caught up in the idea of unless you're making a massive amount of money, there is no achievement in business. And that is very sad because the, the reality of it is sometimes it's not having to stand at London Bridge Station when you can't get in because there's so yes. many people on the platform. Yes, yes, it, it, yes. Or being able to decide, you know, there's a train strike, so I'll work from home today or I'll, or, or, or because you're your own boss, you might say, I don't know. I remember when my kids were young, it might be, you know, I'm going to go to my kids nativity play, you know, at Christmas and I, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. That for many people is success right there. You know, when you can make your living in a way that fits around the things that matter to you. Uh, that, you know, I think we get caught up on money, but actually money is a means to an end. Money is actually in itself. It doesn't mean an awful lot. It's what we spend it on that means a lot to us. And and if you can achieve a working life that involves things that matter to you, then you've really, you've hit the big time. Those are wise words. And I think that really a lot of people should take a lot of stock in those words going forward in 2023. So based on what we've discussed earlier, where can people go for more information? If you're interested in the research that AA Driving School did, or even interested in becoming a driving instructor, then definitely go to the AA's website. Um, some fantastic resources on there. You can find out about their training route um, and how they support you in, in setting up your own, learning about the franchise model and things like that. Uh, so you can definitely go there. And then if you want to get in contact with me as well, you can join with me on all the usual places. I'm psychologist underscore honey on Instagram. I'm at honey L James on Twitter, but there aren't many psychologists around the world called honey. So you can just search me out and find me. Uh, it's always good to hear from people. And, uh, and yeah, I love to support people with their goals as well. Thank you very much. Honey Lancaster James, psychologist, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome.